Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Yasser and Ahmad. Really appreciate our conversation today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest, Yasser. What's up, guys? Appreciate you coming back on. And although a longtime training partner now of mine, a first-time Kelly Patrick Show guest, we have Ahmad Ahmad, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Mr. Kelly Patrick? Doing well. Appreciate you both coming on. Um, could you guys give me your, if you want, your full names, actually? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Me? Okay. I'm uh, Ahmad Alzabadi. I train at Louisville Combat Academy. And uh, I'm an amateur kickboxer. So that's your full yep. name? Yeah, Alzabadi. <laughs> Alzabadi? Okay. Yeah, Alzabadi. Don't have a middle name? Oh, you want to get complicated? That's what I'm looking for. What's your complicated long-ass name? I assume there's one. I'm assuming. My name is Ahmad Mahmoud Abdel-Jabbar uh, Muhammad Al-Zabadi. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's okay. my full ass name. And Yasser? Dude, my name is just Yasser Mutayik. <laughs> Damn, dude. You long. don't have any of the additional shit? No, that was the longest name I've ever I, I didn't mean to call it shit. What a, what a loser, dude. You, yeah. You both trained t- together yeah. in Louisville Combat Academy. Yeah. You're both Muslim. Yeah. Yes. You don't come from the exact same backgrounds, uh, different little groups, slightly of the Muslim no. yeah. religion. No, yeah. Big, big difference. Yeah. Big dude. difference. Hey, a, it's a little minor difference. Yeah. In your eyes, dude. <laughs> in, in our eyes, we're supposed yeah. to try to kill uh-huh. each other. We're the right. ops. So who who's supposed to hate each other more? You two hate each other more. I think it's or like, the Muslims hate the Jews and the Jews hate the Muslims more. Which one's more heated? Definitely, so, Muslims hate Jews yeah. more than the yeah. okay. The, like okay. okay. Shias hate Sunnis. Yeah. So who's a Shia? Me. Okay. And I'm a Sunni. Okay. Yeah. Represent. 
Yeah. If your parents knew you were hanging out together, would they dislike that? No. Mm-hmm. No. My mom already knows I got any buddies. Yeah. Maybe Do- it's because also we're like in America. Yeah, it kind of puts America, you in this. you're forced to like be around Sunnies. Okay. Unfortunately, huh? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Plus, I, I didn't know she has existed until like <laughs> two years ago. So. Um, okay. Yeah. He's the first she I've met. I like him. So yeah, dude. This guy's good. pretty good, too. In all that. seriousness, have you gotten to know many here? Or that's He's not the first. He definitely is the first. You're a Sunni. Yeah. He's a Shia. Yeah. He's the first Shia you've got to know. Yeah. In your life. Yes, sir. I know a couple Sunnis. Okay. Because the number of Sunnis outweighs Shia by a lot. Oh, okay. So it's like, I think the statistical is every one Sunni to four Shia. I mean, uh, every one Shia to four Sunnis. Okay. What about Palestine? Would that be more Sunni? Sunni. Always. Mm-hmm. They're very... No Shias in Sunni. No. They're in Palestine. Mm, Maybe some. There's a couple. There's like an area. You have some family that is somehow loosely connected to some people in Palestine. Yeah. Therefore... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because it's pretty close. Ahmad, your family is from Iraq? Yes. Yes, sir. Yours is from Mauritania? Morocco. I'm sorry, Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> That's the odds. They would have beheaded you yeah, if you said yeah, that yeah. Morocco. You know, what's funny is years ago in Louisville, I had a friend, still friend of mine, uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. And he, we would be driving around. We worked in a restaurant together. And we would go to the Taco Bell over there off Westport Road, which is where we worked. And he would always say, like, this place is filled with Mauritanians. Only Mauritanians work here. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Do you guys not get along? And he's like, yeah. Well, sometimes I get along with them, but, you know, we're not supposed to like each other type thing. Only on business occasions. Only on business occasions. Okay. You don't let money (laughs) stop anything. It's weird because they're so close, too. Isn't Mauritania like? No, next door neighbors. Same country. Yeah, yeah. Same country. Morocco's a little north. Yeah. Yeah. Morocco's north. They're in the desert. All of it, they're just in the desert. Mm-hmm. And when we have, like, the Mediterranean, we have the Atlas Mountains, we have the, you know, the sea, whatever. Do y'all speak the same type of Arabic? Mauritanians mm-hmm. and uh, Very Moroccans? Close. Very uh, close. Yeah, because our Arabic is day and night. It's like very You say different. it's day and night, but you can still have conversations. Yeah, yeah. Could I hear so, you guys yeah, sure. have a brief conversation? Assalamu alaikum, Ahmed Kidair. Alaikum salam, alhamdulillah. Shukran, shukran. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like a guy from Minnesota talking to a Pikeville, Kentucky redneck. Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, something like that. I know that probably not the exact same, but no, it's the I, same language, different, or, or even England versus a, a redneck from, oh, from yeah. Kentucky. That's probably accurate. Okay. Then, yeah. England. Sometimes it's I watch some Engli- accurate, English yeah. shows and I'm like, I don't, can we get subtitles? I don't even know what they're saying when yeah. they're speaking in English. Especially when they're from, uh, what's it called? What's that place? Scouse? Scouse? I forgot. Scotland? No. They're like like Patty Pimlet's type of English. Oh, okay, okay. Scouse. Kind of a, a, uh-huh. a certain group yeah, of speak English. I, I think it's like, like Pikey or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Like gypsies. When it, Tyson when it Fury. To like yeah. his Arabic, every other word for him is different for me. Mm-hmm. But you guys still understand each other. Yes. Now, now the th- the reason we can understand each other is because there is one Arabic, which is how the Quran was written. Mm-hmm. So that's the formal Arabic. That's the Arabic that he speaks. That's like, you know, general Sunnis Arabic. and Shias speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Morocco's like street slang Arabic, where it's like you curve words, you throw words. It's a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of mm-hmm. English, a little bit of French. What yeah. would a negative stereotype about people from Morocco be? Yo, we have 
women. Don't worry, I'll get to Iraq. <laughs> don't worry, I'll get to Iraq, Ahmad. Don't worry. <laughs> what is Morocco? All right, so there's this thing that happens. It's a phenomenon where uh, if an American man, and this is really like not American, but just Western man, uh, ever decides to hook up or talk to a Moroccan woman from the internet, they usually get like, like uh, what's it called? They, they get like hex spelled. Like get black magic done on them to where the woman takes all the money, puts them in a love trance. So the man will fall in love with a beautiful woman from Morocco, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. lives here in Kentucky, somewhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. Simple guy, doesn't know, you know, just wants to find love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's start right there. That guy's a bitch, (laughs) right? I know that sounds bad, doesn't it? It does, because it's true. If you're in the United States or you're in somewhat of a free country and you have 330 million people here, you should be able to find a woman. You can't get no woman. You got to order one for money off the... Not not for money. Not for money. Falling in love. So you're falling in love, right? This is like a, you know, the the ideal woman. In your head, she's like a a woman from the country. She doesn't know anything. She's pure. She's simple. You're like a a girl that's that's not westernized, that doesn't want to dress up and go to the club, stuff like that. Traditional. Traditional women. That does sound appealing to... uh, My wife is from Cuba, and I do see value in what you're describing. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they would get, uh, you know... They'd meet the wrong one, and she'll just she'll take everything, take his lot, uh, you know, take his life earnings. So that's that. somewhat common. There we go. She will come here to the United States and live with him, and then legally divorce him as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Take at least half of his assets, probably more. Is that kind of what you're describing? 100%. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other countries will do that too. I believe um, the Philippines. Yeah. You know, you get somehow a wife to come move here. Once there, there's like a window within two years. After two years, you divorce them. There's like a rule set to it. Yeah. I, I listened to a podcast one time where some women were talking about that. You, whatever it is, two years in this state, or you know, divorce immediately, take half their shit, mm-hmm. and then you're relatively rich here. And I've also seen that happen with guys where women from here will meet a slick talker from Morocco, mm-hmm. yeah. get him papers, bring him here, divorce. Dude, okay. There was a yeah. video uh, I remember seeing. It was a what was it called? Like. My 500-pound life. No, it wasn't that. Oh, it was a dating one. 90-day fiancé. That's what it was. In what country did they? It, the, the guy, guy was, was from Morocco. Well, was he from Morocco? Yeah, he was from Morocco. So there's a female here, uh-huh. and she found a handsome, uh-huh. yep. way out of her league guy mm-hmm. from Morocco. <laughs> and she was like, I don't see why this should be suspicious at all. Yeah, and he was trying to get her in shape and shit because she was fat. Okay, that's kind of cool. You can say whatever you okay, want. Okay, right? yeah. yeah. She so was like real, real fat, and he was real fit. And everybody in the comment section was like, he's just looking for papers, looking for papers. Fast forward a year, he left her, dude. He got his, he got his papers. So he, he was, he was going to have a good attitude during the year. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Don't want to be salty. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be. However, <laughs> the second he was legally able to bounce, he's like, peace. <laughs> right? I'll go find another Moroccan woman. <laughs> yeah, know? I'll go find a, a very attractive woman because I'm a very yeah. attractive man. Yeah. That's yeah. just reality. Yeah. Ahmad, would there be negative stereotypes about people from Iraq? Terrorism. We ain't all terrorists. Maybe. Uh, is is it were, you know, have there been like um, some people from the, say September 11th attacks were from Iraq, I assume? I don't think so. I think they were all from Afghanistan. Dude, everybody's from Iraq yeah. when you need them to be from Iraq. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? Uh, most of those guys were from Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so Osama bin Laden, his uh-huh. family is what built Saudi Arabia. They're the... Mm-hmm. Number one family over there. Rich, still there. Okay. Just Respectable think- family, too. You know? Okay. He's just a And the United son. States had really good relationships with 
uh, Osama bin Laden for many years prior to too September good. 11th. Yeah, that relationship was too good. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they supported him. Yeah, I think yeah, he was yeah. a billionaire. Way yeah. back when being a billionaire meant more than it does today. He was mm-hmm. a, his, a billionaire. Uh, his family was, like, involved in the oil trade and shit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But the only reason why everybody, like, thinks of terrorism when it comes to Iraq, because even, bro, I'm guilty of it. When I think of Iraq, I think of the war. Sure. Off rip. It's just the first thing you think of, especially as an American. Now, were you born before or after the war? Oh, the Iraq War? Mm-hmm. I think I was born after, maybe during. What year no were you born? There was a few, a few versions of that one. I was born well, in 05. Okay, yeah, so. so I, think, I think it was still around. Yeah. When did Saddam die? Like, uh, I think he did die in 2005, didn't he? Let's see. Saddam Hussein passed away. In 2006. Ah, so yeah. There's a video of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Gaddafi execution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they stabbed him into his ass with a sword, I think. Someone took a piece of hair. He was like, oh, I have a souvenir. <laughs> you know? It's fucking crazy. That's horrible. Getting stabbed in the ass in front of, like, thousands of people watching. In front of a camera? Yeah, in front of a camera. God, like I grew up. You know, I'm 40, so I grew up before cameras were as accessible as they are now. <clears throat> so there'd be times I was young and did dumb shit. Yeah. That if I did that today, there would be cameras probably. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a different... You guys have never known of a world. What is your age, each of your age? I, well, I'm 20. Okay. Ahmad? I turned 18 in December. But okay. I, I did grow up in Morocco until I was seven. So okay. So I, I kind of... I, 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 I got that experience to where you can be just a normal person without cameras following you, cameras being in every corner. Okay, so you did experience that. Yeah, and then yeah. I came here and I was like, there's a whole shit. Your dad probably said to you, hey, you got to be more careful. Not even. My dad doesn't, you know, he, he is oblivious because he spent his whole life in Morocco. Ah. He thinks that's how life is. No one cares. No one's going to record you. Everybody's too busy with their own. But nowadays, anytime something happens, everybody's got a phone. Anything. Oh, yeah. It'll be like a minor recurrence too, like a... Like, let's say a fight. Yeah. The first thing you see is people pulling out their phones. Nobody's trying to stop it. Thank Especially God Thank God, they're co- pulling their phones out or we wouldn't even be able to see them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather people pull their phones out. Yeah. But True sometimes that. it'll be like stupid situations where people pull, pull their phones out where they're, they're in the wrong. Oh, they okay. think they're in the right. Mm-hmm. They'll record. You know, there's been multiple cases. My wife and I are watching a show on HBO called Fear That Neighbor. And some other shows about neighbors getting into it with each other and killing each other. And one of the common things people do is they're like, oh, you're on my property. So they confidently get their phone out, mm-hmm. shoot someone because that person's on their property. So they think they're on the clear. You're really not. That's no. not how it works. Yeah. 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 Dude, I've seen people get like uh, canceled accidentally, like for, you know, for a seamlessly harmless reason. Someone just pulls out a phone at the wrong time, captures them quote-unquote, doing something bad, no explanation, the guy's canceled. Mm. So people's careers get ruined because of that. Sure. So that's a... Uh, they try to cancel Rogan. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you're going to try to cancel Rogan. That's like where... He, he would use the N-word on air in a non... He was trying to do what's best for humanity, I yeah. bet, in his mind. He was like, I'm not racist. Yeah. I'm going to say it in a conversational form. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to avoid the word. I'm not going to go out of my way to say it, but he, I guess he did say it multiple times, and yeah. then someone made a mash, a clip, uh, 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 you know, put together a bunch yeah, of, of him just saying the word, just like an eight-minute video of just. <laughs> and there was one clip he said where it did sound kind of bad. Talking about Planet of the Apes. <laughs> the Planet of the Apes yeah, comment yeah, got yeah, a little yeah. carried away. He said <laughs> we. He said him and his buddies were high on a plane. They got off in, I think Chicago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Does that sound right? So. We got off in Chicago, real black neighborhood. I'm like, I get off the plane. I'm just like, this is Planet of the Apes. Yeah, most of the times him saying the N-word is probably him just explaining something, explaining a joke, or like like Joey Diaz was on there. He was like, Bison, tell me uh, something about uh, so- something he's, you know, what was it called? Uh, like a cassette or a DVD he watched of uh, a funny comedian in the, in the name of the of the cassette tape is like Bicentennial Nigga. That's <laughs> it. And it was like he just said it. And well, you did just use the word. Let's address that. You are actually from Africa. You yeah. were literally born in Africa. So I, Ahmad, I, I him saying it's okay? <laughs> uh, I'll say so. <laughs> I mean, they he's just d- fist he's darker like, than me. He's probably the one that gives me the N-word pass. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's racism math. You know? I've seen Joe Rogan say the N-word once. And it was that one interview where he was trying to prove a point. Where he was like, it's crazy how the world can get us so offended by a word, for example. Yeah, yeah, that's the. Yeah, then he said it. Which is completely different than, like, trying to, you know. Disrespect a group of people yeah, because he's he spoke the truth, honestly. In my opinion, sure, he's saying facts. Like this world is so soft that people get so offended off a word that they'll like make it the biggest deal. They'll make they'll make it their life's point to get that person in trouble because they said a certain word or they have a certain view. When we live in America, a free country, where you should be able to think whatever you want. To an extent, say whatever you want. Sure, I see no you're problem. Li- yeah, you're a libertarian. You I'm, I, I would like views. to say I'm I'm libertarian. Yeah, mm-hmm. or um, maybe even an anor- entirely anarchist. I don't believe in the legitimacy of any government. Explain that. To, uh, people have always said they're anarchists. I'm an anarchist. I just thought they're like what's that mean? College kids, you know, like ah. most anarchists are also communists. That's yeah. I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm an anarchist, meaning. If someone says to me, well, we got to have the roads or you got to have the police, I want you guys to know I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. It's cool. We can be friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced we need a monopoly on our tax dollars to provide roads. Mm-hmm. Not I buying it or, or even a police force or even a military. I know all the extre- – it's, it's extreme. I don't believe that the government is using our dollars in a very efficient way at all. Actually, I believe the opposite. So why the fuck would I support just go, well, Kelly, you got to know, we got to have this department. I just, for the record, I disagree. It's all good. We can be, I can be friends with whoever I would like to think, you know, militarily, my stance on um, the position with Israel and Palestine would be, we shouldn't be involved in it. I don't believe in supporting war. Mm -hmm. So that is consistent. I at least feel that I go, when I go to sleep at night, my positions, I want to at least feel that they are consistent and at its core, I, I, if you ever catch me, like, supporting, well, I like, I do like uh, even, you know, the Palestinian government or the any government. If you hear me defending an actual government, then you're like, Kelly, you're being a hypocrite. But until that point, I don't think you're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. Dude, just like people 
have uh, the IRS watching them, watching mm. them how they spend. We should have a department where it watches what the government oh spends. Oh, my God. Rand and Ron Paul have called for an audit to the Federal Reserve for years. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we get to at least audit where they print all this money out? Where, where the money, this $14, $14 billion, we're sending an additional aid now to Israel in $100 billion that we've sent over the past couple of years. Have they fl- have where, 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 where's, where's that money come from? Are we just yeah. printing new money? Yeah, what? We have to be. We have yeah. to be, or yeah. we're going into debt mostly to Japan or China. Yeah. I think it's China. Yeah, it's more so to, it's most, more so to China, but Japan is number two. If you look at who holds our T-bills, who holds those bills, we issue debt. Who holds it? It's Japan. Wow. Mm. But doesn't China own, in a way... Own a lot of America. Yeah, that's what I mean. We yeah. owe them a f- we we owe them tons of money, and they mm-hmm. they keep. Hell, didn't Biden sell the what's it called that? Not what's it called? Fuck. The oil in Alaska to China? Or am I wrong about that? I might be ignorant on that. Over the past couple of years, Nord Stream Pipeline Two got blown up. That's probably what it's and the, and that would have been uh, more so. That's like a, a, a Canada. Uh, uh, more so, yeah, Canada, Russia type area, okay. and um, no one's really taking responsibility for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's probably point. us who funded it, or Ukraine, which is basically us. That's us, just like Israel's us. I mean, that's you know, it, let's let's be real. If we're giving a country a hundred billion dollars, that's our military. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my that's my stance. I know it's not the most popular stance, but I, I, I you know, we should that, have, we should have a dead switch on. Any military we give, I mean, any military, uh, any country we give military aid to. What about it? Because those weapons can be pointed right back at oh, us. Oh, this yeah. war, Palestine and Israel. Yeah. I mean, the, a lot of the weapons uh, that are being fired off at any point from Palestine are at one point manufactured or paid for by us. And we, we need to kill switch to you be You think like, so? You guys are. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. I thought a lot of their weaponry came from, like, Russia. Maybe now, I think. Maybe and, now. Yeah. For Israel? No, for, no, for, no Palestine. for Palestine. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Israel yeah, yeah, is the, the one with the It's clearly weaponry. No, what, what I mean is the United States goes through phases where they're supporting, like, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what's going on in Yemen is Saudi Arabia is, is for years, been fucking Yemen. Yeah. Just fucking them over. Yeah. Who's paying for it, though? It's actually the United States. Yeah. So the, Saudi Arabia has all these weapons that we have paid for. And then what happens to those weapons when the war ends? Where are they at? They're purchased. They're sold on the back. You know, because not every country is as rich as us. We, we just get to literally just make shit up. Be like, send $50 million worth of weapons out there. I don't, it, it's, it's pretty wild. You know what spooked me? What I found out the other day was yesterday actually told me about this. Was it you? Mossad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, That's tell scary. Because the way that they make it seem it's like it's basically the CIA the Israeli CIA but they don't have to put any information of what they do out there so they can like you know how America has like taken leaders out of certain countries and placed a leader of their own <laughs> that you mean that's how every war in the entire world has been started over yeah, the past 50 basically. years? The United States placing a certain leader in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That information gets leaked out eventually if it's, you know, American information, the yeah, CIA leaks yeah. it. But Mossad, they don't have to leak anything. And they like, have just as much power as... I America. heard someone differentiate what's going on in Palestine. They, they said it's not an apartheid state. And the rationale was 
in an apartheid state, like I guess South Africa was, um, um, one group of citizens have a certain amount of rules, and the second class citizens they have their they're also citizens, but they have a sec uh, they're, they're second class citizens. Mm-hmm. They have different rules. Mm-hmm. That's an apartheid state. What they said is that the Palestinian situation, the occupation, West Bank, Gaza, is worse because it's like a military occupation where you don't have any rights. Mm-hmm. Where they can just do what you're saying is they don't have to an- – the military can do whatever they want. They don't have to answer to anybody. There's no trials. Right. You hear about people in Vietnam where they got to do certain crimes. Yeah. Well, who's going to try them? There's no courts out there. There's no, I mean, so it's a military action. It's not an apartheid state, which I found to be an interesting distinction, yeah, if like, that makes sense. Like a North Korea, like a communist mm, China where sure. no information to the outside world has to be released. They don't have to even have show trials. So like in the, US, in the uh, uh, Joseph Stalin era of communist Russia, they'd be like, hey, we don't like this guy. We think he's against our government. So we're going to make up some bullshit charges. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically what they did to Trump. That's what's kind of happening to Trump. And then in a case, also, there's now, uh, um, what happens then is if you're charging Trump, then Matt Gates in the, the uh, Congress of the United States is now, you know, going on attacking Biden with charges. Right. <laughs> so it just turns into just a, a horrible... As soon as Biden's leaving, they attack him. As soon as Trump's leaving, they attack him. It's like, and now, th- the crazy thing is they're trying to put so much charges on Trump that it'll make it even, even if they get like a little conviction mm-hmm. and he has to spend some time in jail or mm-hmm. something like that, that can fuck up the entire process of the election. Mm-hmm. I think he already has. He did. He did go to jail. He had a mug he? shot. He was in, yeah. he's briefly got, I think his, I don't yeah. think he's done a night in jail mm-hmm. though. Yeah, Trump doesn't do nights Makes in jail. Makes sense. He is a billionaire. Probably has three women in the cell in with him. <laughs> it's like Jeffrey Epstein in that cell. He had everything he wanted. <laughs> what do you guys think of Donald Trump? I think he was a good president. Some may even say he was the best president of our generation. Okay. Better sure. than Biden. I'd even say he's probably better than Obama. Okay. Not even probably. He he was better than Obama. Uh, well, honestly, I think Trump is unlike many other presidents, at least that I've seen throughout my 20 years of life. There is nobody out there who's, and I'm not saying he's good, he's bad. He says what he's going to do, and he does what he's going to say. It's like you're not going to – you can try to corner him into bullshit. He's like, no, 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 you're lying, you're lying, this is how it's going to go. And you rarely – you kind of had that briefly with with Obama where people believed what he said. And, you know, some things like Obamacare, I guess very revolutionary at the time, but it's like – we find out that Obama's a liar. Sure. Yeah. And then when you obviously Trump lies, he's he's a human. It's like yeah, everybody yeah. else. But in most situations, if he's like, I'm gonna try to build that wall, he's like, I want five billion for that wall. We'll only give you three. I don't care. I'm gonna shut down. I want five for that wall. And you gotta respect somebody who's willing to do that. He, he was also very bold. Very like, bold. He didn't let anybody like threaten the country. That was a big one. The you guys like you guys like, like that. Yeah, it I makes it, it makes you feel safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a president that stands down and kind of lets people run all over him like Biden. Yeah, just, if, 
just lets given people power decide for countries. him. Some would say that Obama, when he was in office, he went on an apology tour where he kind of apologized for being American. All across the, the world, he would go around and kind of say, sorry, guys, I know things have been bad basically under the Bush years. I'm here to be your friend. And so it was like an apology tour. Instead, you guys liked seeing Trump. Not worried about apologizing. He was yeah. just out there representing the people. Because then it makes you seem like you're about that action. Like, you're not going to let anyone fuck with your country. But think like, about... He, he, yeah. he was mocking Kim Jong-un to yeah. his face. <laughs> he was. To yeah. his face, he was mocking him. That's a scary guy. Kim Jong-un, a, he's a scary guy, but he respected the fact that this old white dude with his hair falling off is over here just straight roasting him. He's just... Roasting him to his face. He would always call him Rocket cool. Man. Yeah. Little Rocket Man. My button's way bigger than yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he said, he did. He said, oh, yeah, you're going to press the button? I've got a way bigger button. Yeah, yeah. I like that, dude. Because that scares them. That puts them in check. Yeah. Okay. That, o- Obama Obama got uh, got the world, had the world on America's teeth. For a, for a hot minute, about eight years. That, you know, that's a pretty long time to that get used to your time. country getting funded. You know, we're funding NATO. We're funding Japan. Everybody's getting money. Things are good. You know what I'm saying? And then Trump's like, hey, what do you know? This is our money. He yeah. did at least question a lot of those yeah. organizations that the United States was really the only one funding. Right, like, why right. are we even in this? Yeah. Doesn't because he stands us. for the people. He all he stood for the people the whole time. I don't think he stood for the people. I think he stood for the country. Mm. He ran. Which is he the was people. Oh, well, the country and the people are two different you, things. You see that as being different, yes, sir. Very different because uh, I feel like he was like a bit. You know, he's a businessman, yeah. and he's not. He's not. You know him. He's not worried about individual people. He's like that lady's disabled. I don't care. And then, oh, you know, okay, stuff okay. Like that. But. When he looks at the country, he looks at it as a business. And if there's one thing Trump's good at, then it's running a business. Okay. So I feel like he ran this country like a business, and we were booming. Things were great. Everybody was happy. You know, people complained. But when you're making the money in the in the company, and you know, the janitor starts complaining, what, the, what, do, you, what do you want me to do? Do you sure. know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, everybody wants, like, well, everybody that's, like, around my age, they, they want, like, a nice president. Mm. A president can't be nice. It's not his job to be nice and try to care for every other country that isn't his country. Trump, he didn't care about any any other country. He wasn't a nice president. He cared about America. But if you had a business, would you just be like, we need to have the nicest guy running our business? No. Is that what you'd be looking for? No, you can put on a nice face. But you got to be, like he said, a businessman. And Obama had that nice face mm. when nothing happening in the background, mm-hmm. you know. Business was going out of business, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. We were recording the episode today on the day after Thanksgiving 2023, so November 24th, 2023. On October 7th, 2023, Israel was attacked by Hamas. Of course, you guys being Muslim Americans puts you into an interesting predicament position. Yeah. How would you guys, and whoever wants to, you know, chime in, you guys, what would you describe October 7th? What happened? It was, it was an attack. Honestly, I would go as far to say it was 
kind of like a terrorist attack. Hamas is kind of like a terrorist group. And, yeah, sure, they they stand for Palestine. But in a way, they're also negatively impacting Palestine. They're, sure. Like, with Al-Qaeda, they had their own base. They had a headquarters and stuff. They were a terrorist group. But they weren't sleeping next to their families. And that's why Gaza's being attacked so heavily, honestly. Because there's still Hamas there, you know. And, of course, there's people. And Israel doesn't give a fuck about the Palestinian people. They're trying to get rid of all those terrorists. I'm not defending Israel. Because what they're doing is wrong. But your country just got attacked. There's these people in this town that are attacking your country, setting up attacks, planning, plotting. They bombed the shit out of it. I guess that's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, uh, when I, when I first heard about it uh, in the news, I was like, all right, I'm either this is going to, I'm going to let this affect me emotionally, or I'm just going to think about this. And I started thinking about it, and I'm like, all right, I did a little bit of research, you know, so I would, you know, try to collect as much information as possible before at least I make a decision for myself and how I feel. And I came to the conclusion that uh, Hamas is mostly uh, funded by the Israeli, you know, the Israeli government. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the, the Israeli, uh, the Palestinian government had uh, many elections. They had quote unquote democratic elections. I think it was two thousand six, maybe. I think so. Uh, but they have little ones throughout. Okay. You know? And uh, somehow, some reason, Hamas is the biggest organization there, biggest quote unquote government over there, and it's all being funded by Israel. Now, the reason I say that 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 that's weird is because. The reason they want them to stay there, they, the reason they wanted Hamas to be there and, you know, rile the people up and get things going is because now they have an excuse to do something. If you, if you can provoke an attack and if you can fund the people who are going to attack you and you know when they're going to attack you, now you have a reason. Say, say I get Ahmed mad and then Ahmed punches me. Now I have a reason to shoot him. <laughs> kind of like that. It's kind of like that. that That's a sense. good analogy. Yeah. 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 Well put. That makes sense. Yeah. So now, based on that logic, Israel is probably just going to take out Palestine. Oh, they already are. Yeah. yeah. They're already wiping gone. them out. It's, it's gone. Sad. Then they're going to slowly absorb that land as their own. Yeah. Appar- apparently, there's oil down there, and it's like, we know how the story goes. And it looks like an ethnic cleansing, but it's, I don't think it is. Don't think it's ethnic cleansing? Mm-mm. I, I just think they want to completely get rid of those people so that they can have their own country. And oh, land, which okay. Is, you know, in a way, an ethnic cleansing because there's two ethnicities, the Jews and the, you know, the Arabs, the Palestinians. They're trying to wipe out the Arabs so that they can have a Jewish country. But, you know, the way it is, they don't see themselves coexisting with the Palestinians. Palestinians don't see themselves coexisting with the Israelis. They see each other as less than human. The stronger side is, of course, going to try to wipe out the weaker side, which is unfortunate, but it's just how it works. And I honestly don't know how I stand on this matter because I'm seeing all these 
children die in Palestine, and you know just the atrocity the atrocities that are going on in Palestine. But then I see like the the act of like war, like the Hamas fighters fighting the Israeli fighters, and I'm like, you know, this, it's just a war. With war, there's going to be civilians dying. Okay. What did y'all expect? Somehow, some way, they just need to end the war. Maybe I don't know. Because the Palestinians, they have a right to. They they want that land. It, they see it as their land. The Jews see that land as their land, too. It's just a complicated situation. As everything is. Yeah. yeah. There's two sides to the story, and I still don't know, you know exactly which side is in the right and which side is in the wrong. Because I just <coughs> see two wrongs. It's a war. Okay. Yeah. Not, nobody's right in a war. Yeah. And God, I mean, we're just... we're. Two teenage kids who are Muslim, uh, young men. Uh, we don't know nothing. But as far as I can see, as far as I can tell, there's two people. They both have their rights and their wrongs, and you know that might intercross with each other. You're no, this is my land. No, this is my land. And it's just like you can agree with the Muslims, you can hate the Jews. You can agree with the Jews, you can hate the Muslims. Or what you can do is you can. You can you can pull away from the situation, third person view it, and just be like, "All right, screw everything that happened in the past. What's going on right now? These guys are bombarding them. Okay, now you see who the big players, the big you know who's in control of the game, who has the firepower, which is Israel, which is Israel. And I'm not saying Israel doesn't have the right to do that. I'm just saying." Someone needs to check in and be like, "Hey, you just can't do what you want." Get, I mean, get a little carried away. Exactly. Yeah. What's the t- get what's in the, the flow. The, you know. the statistic again: one Jew dies per twenty Palestinians. That was prior to, in yeah. the recent years, it's been about one to twenty mm-hmm. deaths yeah. since October seventh. I think it's up around thirteen thousand Palestinian deaths, and I think on the day of October seventh, I think it was like. What, 1,400 is the high number I heard? Um, so, like, 1,400 to, like, I think, like, twelve or 13,000. What I saw yesterday was that 4,000 kids have died. Oh, yeah, 4,000 or, or close to 5,000 kids yeah. have died because close to half the population of uh, Gaza, I believe, is children. Kids, yeah. yeah. And you know, how many more Hamas members do you think the Israeli military has created in the past few months? A lot. You know... I was thinking the other day, and I was speaking with one of my aunts for Thanksgiving, and she was telling me a long story about how cute I was when I was a kid, when I was a little kid. Give me a gift, and I'd act so excited. She was like, you've always been so pleasant. and It got me thinking. My grandma would be like that with my dad. You know, I've got aunts who think I'm the best, like better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you must get all the girls, you know. <laughs> you get that compliment, Yeah. That type of stuff, seriously, yeah, right? Yeah, if they love yeah. you, they're like, you're you're it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, man, this fucking, I could murder someone, and this lady would just excuse it, literally. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so you love your family, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens if you get, you know, get them, you get them killed, and it's a specific group that killed them. How do you feel about that group the rest of your life? You don't like them. It's sad. And that goes both ways. That does go both yeah. ways. Because now, uh, honestly, and me and Yasser are very rare compared to to like other young Muslim men because they're automatically on the Palestinian side because they're Muslim. Okay. They don't, nobody looks at 
the bigger picture, you know, where both sides are wrong. Yeah, yeah. People people criticize like uh, Zion like Zionists who are old with Israel and anti-Muslim. Like people criticize those people, and then if you see just a Muslim who's all about Muslims. Oh, okay. Hates Israel. He's just a regular yeah. dude. He's yeah. just a, like a normal dude. You can't, that's not how that works. Very, okay. Yeah. Very well put by both of you. And I guess I, I feel what you're saying is if I meet someone and they're, you know, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm Catholic American white guy, so I don't have any, you know, horse, any, any horse in this at all. Nah, you're right there with the Crusaders. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm completely innocent. Just a Catholic. Um, But if I meet someone and they're Jewish or they're African-American or they're Muslim or anything, and I feel a certain type of way about them without getting to know them at all, at all, Mm -hmm. then I should recognize that there's something going on. Does that make sense? Yes. I agree. With anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that that just, uh, that, that even needs to be said. Over and over again, it's kind of silly, but it, it does apply, should apply, should at least, mm-hmm. in, you know, in all directions. Yeah. Yeah, this is a complicated situation. We, we got to find out how it unfolds. Either they end up trying to be peaceful or they just keep killing each other. You think that ever ends? You think war ever ends? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea. Doesn't appear to be the case. Are you saying would there be a world without war? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Being realistic, Yet. based on history, if we even care. History is the best indicator of the future, future right? Yeah, so yeah. The, the answer to that is, ah, probably not. For example, like, you know, slavery happened how many hundreds of years ago? Mm-hmm. It still has a huge impact on today. Mm, okay. Huge, which means this conflict, let's say like, let's go back to Israel and Palestine. They're going to have that, let's say it ends. They're going to still have a certain view on each other for another hundred oh, years. Oh, like I said, it had my aunt who loved me so much. She authentically thinks I'm the greatest thing in the whole world. If I got murdered 30 years later, would she have forgiven the people who murdered me? Nope. Fuck no. no. Fuck no. No. No way. Dude, this is making me sad. Let's yeah, <laughs> get off is, Israel. Is you know what's sad. funny is my wife's from Cuba, and we watch movies and shit about Cuba, and I, it's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm all into the Israel-Palestine thing now. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but at a certain point, we're like, holy shit, every single Cuban movie is so fucking depressing. At the end of it, you're like, oh my God, they escaped on a raft, and one of the three died in the ocean. Yeah. And then the other two woke up back on the beach in Cuba, make trapped it, in communist Cuba still. Yeah, they make it look like it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Yeah, okay, wow, with Cuba? I mean, just, you know, mo- Oh, the movie, the, the movie, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cuba, yeah. that applies with Cuba, too. You know, yeah, it's a dude. pretty place. Those resorts and stuff over there, and then the you go to, like, the real areas. The shoes. No, no, sorry. No, I, I was just taking that off. Sorry. I just took my shoe off and just held it up in the air. I got confused. No, that's how Cuba is. That's yeah. how Cuba is. And then you see, like documentaries about it beautiful from the outside but once you're really in there the people are poor they're starving they're getting rations my wife if we meet someone they're like where are you from cuba and they start to go oh i visited there i love cuba Whoa. my wife's like this bitch can get like i i, I, may, I may be exaggerating but 
I'm not. <laughs> if if someone tries to convince my wife that Cuba's great, yeah. she doesn't take it well. Because she's from there. She, she's <laughs> yeah. from Cuba. She experienced yeah. the real Cuba. I had a teacher who was from Cuba back in uh, back in Jersey. And uh, this was, we were in Spanish class, and she was teaching. And then she, uh, one day, she just pulls up on her phone, and she's like, oh, my God, he's dead. And we thought, she's talking about a family member, because she starts crying. Oh, it's Fidel. It was Fidel Castro. And we're like, why are you crying? She was like... This is the happiest day of my life. Happiest. Happiest. Oh, okay. She's like, he killed my brother. He killed my uncle. He oh, killed, my God. Yeah. He killed my grandpa, my uh, dad. And she was like, she was like, she, we're just comforting her. She was like, oh, my God, thank you, because this is the happiest day of my life. She's like, no homework. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, dude, fuck this Fidel. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but fuck him, bro. The day Fidel died, there were celebrations of joy in Miami and celebrations of mourning in Cuba. That's how brainwashed they are. They they loved him. There was there's some people that really love Castro. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, because my wife's the, whole family does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because they're brainwashed. <laughs> completely. One hundred percent. Yeah. Same thing with Saddam Hussein. That whole situation. It was the same thing. He died. Some people mourned. Some people, you know, they tears of joy. All that, because. As many people he killed, he also helped a lot. Who's that? To make himself look good. Fidel. Fidel. Yeah. Yeah. You know the crazy thing about Saddam and and uh, Gaddafi and all those? They were all friends? <laughs> Not that they were all friends. That is crazy. I read a book about uh, Fidel, and he was friends with yeah. all of those guys. Yeah, yeah. They were all just like homies. Mao. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry to No, but uh, the crazy thing about those guys is e- even Trump kind of touched on this on an on a, uh, interview, and he was like, look at the Middle East. Look what happens after. Uh, look what happened after we killed Saddam. Now it's mm. ISIS is everywhere. Look what happened after we killed Gaddafi. There's slave trades in always gets in worse. Libya. It always gets worse. <laughs> and now I was thinking, I'm like, now obviously I was like, oh, Trump's crazy. What do you mean? You, you want Gaddafi? You want these people back in power? These you know genocidal murderers. But you look into it, and it's like. They helped the economy. They, they helped the economy. People had jobs. People, you know, there was some idea some hope and some idea of prosperity mm-hmm. even though it was you know terrible it's probably worse now you know what's interesting is have you guys heard of this guy javier Millet? he was just elected the um let's see what his title is argentini politician economist and author he oh he's now the president of argentina effective i think yesterday or he will assume office no let's see here Yeah, December 10th, 2023, he'll be the president of Argentina. He's an anarcho-capitalist. So he would describe himself politically the same way I would describe myself politically. No one like this has really ever existed to actually be elected. (laughs) He's crazy. He's just like a Bond villain. He's wild. You should see some of his interviews. He'll... um, I don't think he's married. Let's see. Is it domestic partner. Look, he, there's been interviews where he says, you know, I've had, a, I'll be honest, I've had a bunch of threesomes. <laughs> he's like a party boy. Yeah. Him and Trump were tweeting at each other a couple of days ago like they're, they're boys. On Truth Social, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Not tweeting. Yes. <laughs> Is Truth Social, which one's the one that Trump owns? That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Javier Malay must be on there because they were tweeting back and forth, congrats. And then it was like. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I fucking love you or something, something like that. Like the man. (laughs) So Javier Millet was elected and will be taking 
his position as president of Argentina in December of, of so next month. Um, Dude, Trump wouldn't even call himself the man. That's crazy that he's called someone else the man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to see the... T- the uh, do you have True Social? No. No, I just make fun of it. <laughs> are you on... What social media are you guys on? Actually, you're both combat athletes, combat sports athletes. Give a brief biography of your, your backgrounds, your aspirations, specifically as a uh, combat sports athlete. Who would like to go first? Um... I guess I will. He pointed at me. Well, hang up on that real quick. But yeah, um, what what were we supposed to do again? I'll, I'll the assignment <laughs> would be: uh, Hi, my name name's Ahmad. I started wrestling at age oh, dot yeah, dot yeah. dot. I now want to fight in the cage. I okay. want to kickbox. I like to compete in this. I like to now kickbox more than I like to do wrestling. What's your biography as a combat sports athlete? Well, you just spilled the beans for me. Yeah, I wrestled in middle school. What age did you start? In high school, on and off. I started in the sixth grade. Okay. So about like twelve, eleven. Okay. I think. Yeah. And then I wrestled all the way to uh, – no, I quit my eighth grade year, restarted my freshman year, and then I wrestled my senior year. Why did you start wrestling? Off. Honestly, I thought it was WWE wrestling. That's the reason I joined, genuinely, because I was a big fan of WWE. And I was Hell like, oh, yeah. my God, we have wrestling in school. We're going to hit each other with chairs. We're going <laughs> to – Iron Sheik. RKOs. You'd be the next Iron Sheik. That would be the best. Have you sat and watched a bunch universe. of his interviews? I fucking love that guy. He, he if You guys are familiar, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. He's like nuts. He's, He's hilarious. <laughs> I fucking love Iron Sheik. Yeah, I joined it because I thought it was that. And then I just, I just started doing it. Okay, so you wrestled through high school? Yeah, on and off, yeah. Freshman year and senior year, I competed. I trained, I started wrestling again my junior year. That's when I ended up joining the MMA gym, too. Oh, okay. I, I really, I really just fell in love with kickboxing. I like kickboxing a lot. And you recently, also like jujitsu? Yeah. Recently, I was just going to say, I've re- I started jujitsu about like six, seven months ago. I really like it. It's, I like, honestly, I'm not going to say I like it more than kickboxing. It's probably about the same, but I like it a lot more than wrestling. Uh, recent, uh, recently, I've kind of lost interest in wrestling because of grappling and kickboxing. They're just you lost the so much one. funner. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much violence. It's violence. Well, it's you can take violent. what you know in wrestling and apply it in a jujitsu way now. Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, that's all you need. You, you, you're, you're, you've thing. got your shots or whatever. Now you're like, well, I need to do this. I'm not going to do these shots that I used to do in wrestling because yeah. those don't work in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I even fucking practice those exactly. ones. Yeah, recently I've been doing a lot of like sweeps and trips and stuff. And oh, okay. I love that. I see it more efficient than trying to go in for a shot because in a fight, let's say you try to go in – in a shot, and this guy knows how to grapple. He just stuffs you and starts beating you up in your face. If you trip him or if you sweep him, it's using his weight against him. So, Who are your coaches? Adrian Jenkins, the the GOAT, uh, Bruce Ferguson, and uh, Jason Y. Okay. Yeah. And what is your kickboxing record? 3-0. Uh, what else have you competed in? I've competed in jiu-jitsu. I did pretty good. I think I'm a I'm four and two in jujitsu, so I want to compete a lot more in grappling. So that by the time I try to get in the cage, uh, I have like a decent amount of grappling experience. I want to get my blue belt before I get in the cage. You'll be eighteen next month. Yes. Hopefully, if I'm still alive by then. (laughs) Uh, And 
in the future, you're going to do more kickboxing matches, or is it MMA from this point forward, or who know, or who knows? I think I want your boxing do... actually has gotten really good too. Yeah, I need to work a lot more on my boxing. Your boxing though. has really gotten yeah. good, but yeah, I think I'm a, I think I want to go grappling heavy. Do a couple more kickboxing matches. Okay. Hopefully, go six and zero, oh, and then just really go grappling heavy. I want to be really grappling heavy. Outside of a career as a combat sports athlete. Do you have a industry or a, a, a type of job you I, feel like you'll end up in? Or If not, no big deal. I'm not trying to be a dick. Just asking, is there a specific industry you would lean toward? I do want this to help me also. Like The, the whole reason why I want to go pro is to get my name out there and stuff so that eventually I can create a business of mine, maybe even open up my own gym if I get good enough. Okay. But... Business-wise, I've been thinking, but... Uh, don't have a specific yeah, direction right specific now. That's okay. Direction. I think that's a fair answer. But I do As long as you take advice from good pe- from smart people yeah, and when I'm it around, comes to that department. What I love about this is I'm around very intelligent people daily. Yeah, Louisville daily. Combat Academy is a gym that's got a lot yeah. of different types of people he's, in there. He's yeah. talking about me. But yeah. 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 He, he means yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Because he's two years older than you, yeah. so he has all well, the answers. That's right. He's, yeah, he's I'm the, like the elder. Tr- I'm like the seeker, dude. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Ahmad, uh, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Could you give us your... Um... Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh, as you guys know me, I'm Yasser Mutaik. Uh, honestly, I, I never did any sports in my life. Ever. And uh, and really, it, the few times that I did, you know, just tried it here and there, I was really bad at it. So I stuck to video games for most of my teenage years. Would you exercise at all during no. those years? No. Interesting. What Not the hell? So you were just sitting around? Did you get fat? Very fat. Really? How fat? How much did you like weigh? 220. Wow. What yeah. do you weigh now? Like 170. Oh, okay. So you did get fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got very fat. I it's think a, he showed me a picture. He was he was pretty chubby. Okay, Fortnite kid. Somehow yes. you 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 during your important years of developing coordination and things, you're pretty athletic though. Though well, somehow somehow right somehow uh, honestly, it's a, you know as everything I say, just a gift from God that I found jujitsu. Okay, and uh, at what age did you find jujitsu? Exactly at eighteen when I could sign up for the gym. Okay, I was. Uh, was that because your parents would not let you do it without their no, not that. My parents didn't know, and when I told them, they were just like, oh, that's awesome. You know, good for you. You're doing something good for yourself. And, you. and uh, they had no idea I was going to take it this far. You know, I, when I started out, I, I did MMA, and then I would do grappling and jujitsu on the side and stuff like that. And then I just, for the past year, I've just been focusing on jujitsu and grappling. And it's been just a godsend. I mean, I've seen so much progress in such little time. And it's it's not because of me. It's just because of the people I surround myself with. It's like a, it's awesome. Very good. He's very good. You've gotten very good very fast. I remember the first day we seen him. Oh, I do. I was he there was, with he you. He was yep. wrestling. Me and Kelly, we started talking shit about you. I don't, I don't even think, not shit, but we, we, we were like, I, I think he asked you, or was it me? I don't remember. Somebody, I assume you know this kid. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, Probably yeah. Probably stereotyped you guys yeah, together. Yeah, and then he was like, <laughs> is he a wrestler? And I was like, 
it looks like he knows wrestling. I asked you if you knew wrestling. You're like, no, I've only been doing jujitsu. I'm only a white belt. Oh, At the time, I do. He was a white belt. That's right. And I do like, remember this that. guy's a fucking liar. Liar. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We had labeled you a liar. I yeah, do yeah. remember uh-huh. this. Yes, like, because that will happen on occasion. Yeah, these guys. People will come to, in. Uh huh. They try to look cool. They come in. They say they don't have any background in anything, and then you know you see them start. You know, getting into the rhythm, you're like, this guy's fucking capping. Why Why would you lie? Why yeah. do you cap that, about that? And then there's some people that say they have way more experience than they do, and they make it seem like they're fucking Gordon Ryan, and you get on the mats. Yeah, you not roll so with much. them, and you're like, mm, you're not that good. Okay, so, yeah, sir, you're, you're, you, the past year you've devoted entirely. What are your aspirations for the future when it comes specifically to combat, combat sports? Uh, Well, my... My dream right now, other than, you know, getting to ADCC, is uh, training with B-Team down in Austin, Texas. And then hopefully that that dream will come, you know, when it's ready within, I would say, about two years, year and a half, when I feel like I'm good enough. You know, purple, brown belt level. And it's just, I'm just, honestly, I'm just waiting for that to happen so I can train with the best of the best. And it's never you. It's, again, it's the people you surround yourself with. So if I take the information they have from there, you know, devote it to myself, there's, there's no telling what, you know, what you can or can't do with that. Okay. Yeah. If you do move to Austin, you should hit up my cousin, Chris Solars. He's a realtor. If you need to buy a house, give him a shout out real quick. Um, Definitely won't be buying a house, but well, not, yeah, true. not when I first Well, moved. if anyone's listening, maybe someone's listening from that area. Sure. Hit sure. up Chris Solars. What's up, guys, in the future want, you know, listening? Someone's listening back, yeah. 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 Um, I asked Ahmad the question if there's an industry outside, because you're both, it's a unique, this is actually a really interesting episode in a lot of ways. You guys are somewhat similar age, both Muslim, different types of Muslims, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but both all in on the combat sports thing. All in. All fucking in. You guys are all in. All right. Um, So outside of the combat sports industry, Mm -hmm. do you have another possibility of a road or a direction as far as having a paycheck in the future? Uh, Sure. Uh, You're always going to need money. And honestly, I just feel like social media is probably the easiest way to do that. Mm. Make money in your sleep. Okay. Kind of deal. And honestly, what I want to do is just spend as much time as I can training. And if I have like a podcast or a social media page that can make money off sponsorships, I'm cool with that, you know? And that honestly, that's a business in itself. Sure. Take the social media game as, mu- as high as you want it, uh, depending on what you do. And again, now you develop business skills. You you develop, you know, skills from jujitsu and everything else. You know, you know what they say. After wrestling, everything else is easy. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. You're you got a nice disciplined routine. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, what am I spending my energy? If you ever do decide to go to something else, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll figure it out because I know I'm gonna work hard. I'm not gonna bitch out. I'm gonna like actually show up and go do it. I'm very Asian with my routines. I show up on time. Very Asian. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say that's the beauty of like doing martial arts because you see like how much you're capable of, how much you can dedicate yourself to something. And like you said, you can transfer that energy into a business eventually. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ahmad, where were you born? I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, thank okay. God. It's like an immigrant over here. Yeah, he makes fun of me for being yeah, an immigrant. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. All the saddest time, thing dude. you've ever seen. <laughs> but both of your parents were born in Iraq? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You say stuff like, they took our jobs to Yasser <laughs> often. Yeah. He's like, the people like you is the reason we have a travel ban. Basically. Build that did. wall. Yeah. Build the wall. Yeah. yeah. Build Get a seawall. Seawall. <laughs> Seawall. What's the seawall? Yeah. Some, somehow a, block the wall. The you know the, the people coming in from the, oh, the, the boats. Borders. Yeah, yeah you get dude. an iron dome. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Man, iron dome apparently isn't as great as everyone was saying it was for so many years. What the hell? What what's up with that? I am a conspiracy theorist. Not with everything though. Like I don't believe every conspiracy. Try not to believe every conspiracy theory. But what is the iron dome? That's the problem. I do. I believe in a lot of conspiracy theories. Okay. And. Uh, a, a lot of it was saying that, again, Israel wanted this to happen. The Iron Dome. Kind of consistent with what you were saying. As, as, you know, as we've seen, the Iron Dome kind of doesn't miss. You know, that was their whole thing. It was job, indestructible. Its job is to be indestructible, not let anything in. And what they had here was like a six or eight hour just complete yeah. free for all. They said it was Shabbat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. No yeah. one has a cell phone. <laughs> Very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Iron Dome is that is the weapon. If like a a rocket comes, it's something that automatically shoots it out of yeah, the sky before yeah. it gets there, yeah. or, or it's a combination of just everything yeah, you need just, just, to just take out protect the border. It's the high, most highly protected border on planet Earth, is what I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And these supposedly very, and I'm not saying it's fake or anything. I'm actually not saying it's fake, but these what the stereotypes would be very un- uneducated Hamas people, very young. You know, sometimes illiterate is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Somehow just breached this greatest uh, technology on planet Earth for yeah. six hours, just coming and going and just... You saw, you saw they flew in? They flew in, yes. With, uh, with gliders, dude. Yes. Gliders attached oh, with lawnmowers, about. just gliding in with guns, Shh, machine guns. What? Like, <laughs> no, one, no one sees that coming. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's horrifying. You know, Charlie Kirk of, of, I think it's called, what is it, Turning Point USA, some conservative, he's the guy who's always with Candace Owens. Right after this happened, he was like, so he's a Republican, big-time Republican. He's the one who goes to college campuses and gets in all the arguments. He's the biggest Republican out there. The day after, he was like, what? You know, he was like, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense at all. Like, completely saying that, I don't know if it's bullshit or something. You know, he's just like... That's the most highly protected border, mm-hmm. you know, on planet Earth. Yeah. How did this happen? And he's been kind of disowned as being anti-Semitic by some just for kind of questioning that. So it's an interesting time to be alive. And it's definitely a, a interesting time for like learning, people learning more about the history of different conflicts and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. If you guys want to mention real quick, if someone's interested in following and supporting you guys, What's your Instagram pages, Truth Social accounts, yeah. you know, all that? Uh, I'm, I'm just mainly on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Yasser, B-J-J, Y-A-S-E-R-B-J-J. Uh, just drop me a follow. Yeah, and mine, mine is just a mod, but it's A-H period M-A-D underscore period underscore. Try, okay. to, try to remember yeah. that. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> People can be rewinding this, listening back to it. Yeah, like, oh my god, I need to follow this guy. <laughs> I no, have to. Neither of you guys are on TikTok. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, on TikTok, same same handle. Okay. Yeah, I do not have TikTok. 
It leaks information, which every social media does. Yeah. But hell yeah, bro! I don't want one more on the list. You know what they say? What are you hiding? Yeah. Let the government see everything. What are you, what, what are you scared of? You Nothing. Know? I just got memes <laughs> on my on my photos. So if they do end up hacking my phone, they'd probably be interested in my memes. You have some offensive memes. Very in there. offensive memes. Yeah, <sighs> but that's fair. The funniest. Yeah. So I love offensive memes. Well, guys, I appreciate you both coming on the show. Um, I look forward to training with you both sometime soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us on. Thank you, Kelly. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we'll have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon.